Uninformed immigrants are at a huge disadvantage in court, in financial and legal matters, and also sometimes in life. Well, what can we do about it? I'll tell you what. We can train, teach, inspire, and empower immigrants to maximize their lives regardless of their immigration status. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. I am your immigration lawyer and host, Otis Landerholm, and this is the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. On this episode, we're going to see an episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live, which is a webcast that I do every Thursday on Facebook and on YouTube for the immigrant community. If you have any immigrant questions or immigration questions, feel free to join us on Thursday for the next one. And for now, enjoy the episode. I forgot to set up Instagram. All right, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, thank you for being here. Bear with me a brief moment as I am going to set some stuff up even as I'm talking. Um, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live. And really, we're talking deportation defense live today. Today, we're talking about what is prosecutorial discretion. And so I want to do that, but bear with me here just a moment. If you're seeing this for the first time, please go ahead and send in your questions. I want to give everybody an opportunity to send in your questions today. And I am getting up Instagram as we are talking. And we're going live. And so, um, you know, thank you all so much for being here. Again, my name is Otis Landerholm. And I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration, APC, where we fight for your American dream. And today we're answering the question, you know, what is prosecutorial discretion in 2022 and how can it benefit a person who's facing deportation proceedings? All right. So hello, as always, on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Hello, welcome. And thanks to everyone for following me today. I really, really appreciate it. My name's Otis Landerholm. I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration, APC, where we fight for your American dream, all right? And so, um, you know, here at Deportation Defense Live, we're here to train, to teach, to inspire, and to empower immigrants who are facing deportation to make the most out of immigration law, to make the most out of their lives, and to win their cases. Are you facing removal in immigration court? Do you know somebody who's facing removal, facing deportation in immigration court? If so, you know it is not easy. It is an uphill battle, everybody. The laws are against us. And in my office and, and here today, we are here to maximize your chances of winning that case because it matters. You matter. It matters that people win their immigration cases. And today our theme is, what is prosecutorial discretion? What does that even mean? And thank you for everyone who asked questions. We honestly didn't get that many questions today. So if you are here and if you want to ask your question, please do so. All right, please do so. 
And we got 30 minutes to discuss this topic in English, and then we'll do it in Spanish. Si usted habla español, pues vamos a hacerlo en español en unos minutos. All right, awesome. So to start, we're going to start, as always, with the basics. All right, we got to talk about the basics. What is, quote-unquote, prosecutorial discretion? Have you ever heard of it? All right, what is that? Like, is it a law? Well, no. All right, it's not. It's not a law. All right, so, so then what is it then? Basically, prosecutorial discretion, if we, launch, if we latch on to that word discretion, it's like it's a flexibility that exists within the legal system that permits ICE lawyers, all right? It permits ICE lawyers, we call them OPLA lawyers, the OPLA stands for the Office of the Principal Legal Advisor, you know, it, it, it grants them discretion regarding who they want to prosecute, who they want to deport, and who they don't. That's all it is. Prosecutorial discretion is flexibility or discretion given to the prosecutor, given to the ICE lawyers, that, hey, you know, do they, do they want, do they really want to deport this person or don't they? right? And typically, you know, really, this type of flexibility, this type of discretion has always existed, but the president and the administration in power has the ability to write memos to their agencies to clarify how to use that discretion. And so for those who have been doing this, like, for example, under the Obama administration, there, was a, there were clear guidelines in place about when the agency, when the administration wanted to prosecute cases for deportation and when it didn't want to, all right? Under the Trump administration, there were clear guidelines to prosecute as many deportation cases as possible, okay? And now under Biden, there are new memos. Uh, there were memos released last summer, all right, the OPLA memos, if you want to research them, that came out on June 4th of 2021, and, you know, check them out, all right? And they have given the current guidance about when we can ask ICE to not prosecute a deportation case, all right? So in practice, what does all that mean? Well, basically, we can ask ICE to not deport a person when that person is, one, not a national security risk, two, if they're not a border security risk, all right, if they did not come into the United States um, after November of 2020, all right, then they're not a border security risk per the OPLA memo, and three, if they're not a quote-unquote threat to public safety, which... Uh, you know, immigration looks at very, um, very carefully. But basically, um, the longer that you have in the United States and the more ties you have in the United States, and if you basically have no criminal record, all right, then you can ask ICE to close your case. They might deny that request, but you can still make the request. Does that make sense? And there are several ways to use a PD request, 
You can use it if ICE is willing. You can use prosecutorial discretion or PD to close your case without deporting you. Got it? That's one use for it. Or they might be willing to close your case to apply for a green card or some other benefit before USCIS. Or they might be willing to join you to reopen a case that was lost in the past. Or they might be willing to negotiate bond or release of a person who's detained. Or maybe the least common one is sometimes they will be willing to uh, join in remanding a case, we call it, to go from an appeal process back down to the lower court in their discretion um, if there's something, if there's some benefit there in the lower court. All right? So those are some things. You know, there's also small ways that you can ask for ICE to, to help you out in their discretion. For example, if you want to move to continue a case, like to, to not have your hearing today and instead continue it for a few months in the future, you want more time on a case, that's something that the prosecutor, in their discretion, they could either join you or they could oppose that motion. And lots of like smaller motions um, could be done uh, with the prosecutors with ICE's consent. All right? So really good. We're making progress. The last thing I want to explain, all right, the last thing I want to explain, and this is just kind of a word to the wise, sometimes prosecutorial discretion works in your favor, and sometimes it doesn't, okay? So when does it work in your favor? When is it wise to do it? When is it helpful for you? Well, basically, it's helpful, for example, if you don't have any other options, and you just want ICE to not deport you. But, you know, if, if ICE doesn't deport you and they close your case, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting a green card. Got it? So when is it not wise to get prosecutorial discretion? Well, if you have a strong option, for example, asylum maybe, or cancellation of removal maybe, then don't get prosecutorial discretion and close your case down. It's wiser for you to fight your case and win, all right? Because sometimes the benefit that comes with fighting your cases, case and winning, right, is more complete immigration benefits for the future, things like that, the ability to help family members enter the U.S., things like that, the ability to travel outside and re-enter the U.S., things like that. The freedom that comes with a green card is enormous, okay? But, of course, there's risk always in that because if you fight the case and lose, then you could be ordered deported, okay? So anyway, that's, there's always strategy. You want to talk it through with an immigration lawyer. You want to talk it through to make sure that you're achieving the best results possible for you and for your situation. And really, prosecutorial discretion is just another tool in the toolbox of an immigration lawyer who's good and who knows what they're doing, who can help you navigate to achieve what your goals are. All right. And if you're, one of your goals is staying in the U.S., if one of your goals is living and regulating your status here in the U.S., then you got you to gotta know that prosecutorial discretion exists and it might be a good strategy for you uh, to help you getting what you want.
okay? So that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for watching this. I want to now turn and answer some of your questions, all right? So my first question comes from Manuel, all right? Manuel, you have a long question. You say, uh, my, my question is, I came here in 2001 on a K-1 visa. I got married and I lived with my wife almost six years. Immigration gave me a two-year green card but didn't give me a 10-year green card. We went to court and they denied and my lawyer appealed and they denied that again, all right? And um, my daughter is 23 years old. She's a U.S. citizen and my lawyer did a green card through my daughter's case, but I have a deportation, and they didn't send me my green card. What do you think? <laughs> I got it. So, Manuel, thank you for asking that question. That's a complicated question, all right? And I'd love to look at it. I'd love to look at it. The best way to start a process like that is let's request all the records Let's really look at, hey, why didn't they give you your 10-year green card, right? Did you file for my 751? Did you make the arguments? What happened to your marriage? Uh, if you're still together, then let's file a new I-751 to get you your 10-year green card through your marriage, not through your daughter, okay? If there was like a finding of marriage fraud or something like that, that seems like it would be unlikely given that you were married for uh, and living together for six years. But anyway, my best advice, Manuel, is, hey, let's take a look at it. Give our office a call. Let's do a consultation. Let's request FOIAs if necessary. And let's really get to the bottom of what happened in your case so that we can give you a good analysis of how to fix it. Okay? Awesome. All right. So uh, my next question I'm seeing here on Instagram from, uh, is it Sergey? Sergey, hello. Thank you so much for asking it. Your question is, hi, I was deported two years ago. I'm currently in Ukraine. All right. Well, Ukraine. Well, thank you so much for asking your question. You're straight up. Um, and you say, okay, I have a violent felony and nobody got hurt, but it was for burglary. Is there something we can do right now with the paperwork would I be able to go back to the U.S.? I was deported from the United States two years ago, currently in Ukraine. Is there a possibility to reopen my immigration case? All right, Sergey, thank you so much for asking your question. My heart goes out to everybody in the Ukraine right now. And so really, thank you so much for asking it. The challenge that you have, and um, similar to the last person, we would need to look carefully at the criminal record first, all right? When there's a crime, when there is criminal convictions, especially if they believe that it's a uh, quote-unquote aggravated felony, that is a bar to receiving immigration benefits. And if you have a deportation order against you, that's going to make your case complicated. Um, and yes, humanitarian parole exists. Uh, yes, there might be arguments since you're from the Ukraine and the Ukraine is going through the situation that it's going through right now. Um, but the bottom line is it's not going to be easy given your criminal record. So we need to start there and look that over carefully. And um, the other couple things to know is, you know, motions to reopen do not work. There is a bar to motions to reopen. We call it the departure bar. If a person has already left, already been deported out of the United States. 
There's no more motions to reopen. There's some exceptions to that. And so it's like, okay, uh, we can help you navigate that. But the first step would be to go through a detailed consultation and then likely to request all of the records and then to give you advice about those records. Nothing uh, in that analysis is going to be fast. And so if you're currently in the Ukraine, like if you're in danger right now, get out of danger's way and let's see what we can do to, uh, you know, let's see what we can do to fix the immigration situation and hopefully bring you back to the U.S., all right. So, Sergey, thank you so much for watching that. I wanted to announce also, I've done separate videos about it. If you're from the Ukraine and if you're currently here in the U.S., uh, I don't know if you saw this, but um, uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro uh, Mayorkas, issued an order granting TPS, Temporary Protected Status, for the citizens of Ukraine who are here in the United States right now and as of March 1st. All right. So if you're from the Ukraine, if you've been here since before March 1st, you know, just seven days ago, um, then check it out. You know, you will be eligible to apply for temporary protected status here in the U.S. given uh, the current situation between Ukraine and Russia. All right. So uh, that's all I have in terms of questions. Thank you all so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate your being here. Um, and so, you know, prosecutorial discretion, it is a tool in the toolbox. I want you to know about it and, uh, you know, talk it over with your lawyer. And if you don't have a lawyer, but if you're facing deportation, hey, we'd love to help you. All right. And so uh, that's uh, that's it for today. If you still have a question and if I haven't answered it, hey, I would still love to answer it. So send it over. Um, and I can uh, upload a separate video to our YouTube channel. And so to receive those, please subscribe to our channel and YouTube. Please click the notification bell and you'll get additional legal updates and news. And if you have an immigration case, please give us a call. We are here to help you. Okay. So thank you so much for being here with me today. My name is Otis Landerholm. I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream, and I'll see you next week on our next episode of Deportation Defense Live. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. If you like what you heard, and if you want to learn more, please go to landerhomeimmigration.com forward slash podcast.